Friday, February the 19th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Biden extends a hand to Iran and a rover touches down on Mars. First, the world in brief. President Joe Biden made an overture to Iran, offering formally to join talks about its nuclear program without prior conditions, with an eye to re-establishing a multilateral accord struck in 2015. Donald Trump scuttled the deal in 2018. Mr Biden would revert to the course pursued under Barack Obama. In a similar vein, the day before America rejoined the Paris Agreement, the Biden administration overturned a Trump-era executive order saying that federal agencies no longer needed to review the impact of their major projects on climate change. Democratic lawmakers introduced Joe Biden's immigration program to Congress. It would create a path to citizenship for many of the 11 million undocumented immigrants living in America, make it easier for migrants to join already settled family members, and allow more foreigners to come to work. Ten Republican votes will be needed to pass the legislation in the Senate. Facebook's row with Australia rumbled on. Scott Morrison, the country's Prime Minister, decried the social media giant's decision to ban news articles from being shared on its platform in response to its being asked to pay for them as arrogant and disappointing. And an American congressman who chairs an antitrust committee tweeted that Facebook's position is the ultimate admission of monopoly power. Air France KLM revealed a net loss of 7.1 billion euros, 8.6 billion dollars in 2020. The Franco-Dutch airline group, struggling long before the pandemic, warned investors of more pain to come. Another government bailout is expected soon. Meanwhile, Airbus warned of a slower-than-expected recovery. The European plane maker revealed an operating loss of 510 million euros for 2020, after a profit of 1.3 billion euros in 2019. Shares in Walmart fell by 6.5% as markets closed despite its revealing record-high Christmas sales. Like-for-like sales at the world's largest bricks-and-mortar retailer grew by 8.6% year-on-year in the quarter to the end of January, and operating income swelled by 3.1%. But markets recoiled when it revealed that future earnings growth will be slowed by planned divestitures and a pay rise for its workers. In another success for African international diplomacy, the International Finance Corporation, the private sector division of the World Bank, appointed Mukhtar Diop, a former finance minister of Senegal, as its managing director. He is the first African to fill the post. Earlier this week, Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala of Nigeria became the first African woman selected to lead the World Trade Organization, another multilateral institution. A car-sized rover called Perseverance touched down on Mars on February 18th at 2055 GMT to study the planet's rock record. The rover, nicknamed Percy, braved the 470 million kilometer journey after being launched into space in July 2020 by NASA. Similar Mars missions from the UAE and China also took off last year. The planet is now Percy's to explore. And correction. In the edition of Espresso dated February 15th, we confused Medicare with Medicaid. We apologise for this error. And now, here's today's agenda. Stepping out. Biden on the international stage. Joe Biden has been attending the Munich Security Conference, a Davos-style event for foreign policy buffs on and off since 1980. The President's appearance at a virtual version today, alongside the leaders of Britain, France and Germany, and other global worthies, is intended to signal his administration's determination to repair the alliances shredded by his predecessor Donald Trump. America's European allies can expect a friendly tone, especially on matters of common concern such as climate change and vaccine distribution. 
Yet a host of unresolved transatlantic tensions will hang over the event, from US-EU trade squabbles to China policy and Nord Stream 2, a Russian gas pipeline backed by Germany but opposed by successive American administrations. It will be a busy day for these leaders. Before the conference, the leaders of the G7, including Mario Draghi, Italy's newly appointed Prime Minister, will convene to discuss COVID-19, the economic recovery and China's challenge to global trade rules. Quite the debut. Back at the table. America rejoins the Paris Agreement. As America returns to the Paris Climate Agreement, Joe Biden will be eager to recover some lost influence. Under Donald Trump, America not only withdrew from the agreement, but failed to deliver money it had promised to help poorer countries in their fight against rising temperatures. But Mr Biden will not gain credibility on the global stage until he tries to curb emissions at home. Dangerous blackouts in Texas have served as another reminder of America's inaction to date, with inadequate power transmission lines and other infrastructure susceptible to extreme weather. Mr Biden has ambitious proposals to slash emissions from electricity and the broader economy. The trick will be getting his policies through Congress. Opposition from Republicans has kept America from debating serious climate legislation since 2009. Now is the time to try. With control of the White House and both houses of Congress, Democrats may not get a better chance to transform climate policy this decade. Through a prism. The world economy. The pandemic caused a synchronised economic collapse early in 2020. Economies are recovering unevenly. China has led the pack. Its quick suppression of the virus and a global manufacturing rebound allowed it to hit its pre-pandemic level of GDP by the end of 2020. But a gap has opened between America and Europe too. Analysts expect today's preliminary purchasing managers index to register an ongoing contraction in the euro area while America rebounds. This is partly because of Washington's willingness to apply fiscal stimulus. Fueled by $600 checks that were recently sent to most individuals, American retail sales in January were nearly 8% higher than before the pandemic. President Joe Biden hopes to follow these checks soon with another $1,400. America is also rolling out vaccines faster than Europe. Jefferies, an investment bank, expects the euro area to grow at only roughly half the pace of America in 2021. Nuclear Options Iran's Deadline Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei has called for actions not words from America. Yet he may warm to a gesture made by the Biden administration yesterday. It said it would rejoin a discussion cut short nearly four years ago without demanding prior action by the Iranians. Iran has demanded that America lift sanctions imposed by Joe Biden's predecessor Donald Trump by early next week if it wants to revive a nuclear deal signed in 2015. If it does not, Iran has threatened to prevent international nuclear monitors from conducting snap inspections of undeclared sites. Western leaders have said Iran should reverse its violations of the deal, which include breaking limits on nuclear enrichment. Neither side seems to relish the brinkmanship. It is unclear whether Mr Biden's overture will provide a way to climb down. A next step could be for the IMF to grant Iran an emergency loan held up by Mr Trump. Dairy Trespasses Dannon Turns Sour For Emmanuel Faber, the chief executive and chairman of Dannon, there could not be a worse day than today for the company to announce its results for 2020. Three Anglo-Saxon investment funds that own stakes in the French yoghurt maker are calling for his removal, 
Even Frank Ribou, his predecessor and the firm's honorary chairman, seems to have run out of patience with the poor performance of Dannon's share price. A turnaround will be neither quick nor easy. All its brands face stiff competition from supermarkets' own brand labels. Consumers are flocking to plant-based alternatives to milk, slowing dairy sales. Dannon's other two businesses, bottled water and baby food, are also in difficulty. Consumers are becoming more concerned about the environmental consequences of single-use plastic bottles, and birth rates are declining. Mr Faber wants to keep his job, but Dannon's results are unlikely to give its 16-member board many reasons to keep him. Finally, here's the quote of the day from André Gide, who died on this day in 1951. A straight path never leads anywhere except to the objective. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.